Welcome to the Awareness in Motion podcast. I'm your host, Angela McMillan. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land I stand on today, the Ghana people. I pay my respects to their elders, past and present. Let's have some fun together. I would love to welcome you to our community, the Movement Online Academy. An extraordinary life starts with your own well-being. Hello, Barbara. Welcome to the podcast, Awareness in Motion. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. Glad to talk to you as always. Yes. And there is a photo video bomber in the background for those not listening to the podcast. Who's that in the background there that decides to come on this interview with us? (laughs) That's my skeleton. His name is Moshe. Yeah. Hello, yeah. Moshe. Now, Hello. can you please be quiet while we while the adults talk? <laughs> <laughs> He's very <laughs> stiff. He's a very stiff guy. Yeah. Very, very stiff. stiff. Uh, <laughs> Although we're more we're more childlike, aren't we, Barbara, than adults? <laughs> <laughs> One day we might grow up, isn't that right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and I, I say that because one of your um, subtitles or themes that you like to work with, do you want to share with the audience? Yeah, what, what I use as a logo is uh, Move Like a Kid Again. Move because Like a Kid Again. I mainly work with people over 60 and try to get them to experience much easier, more resilient, more, um, I don't know, happy movement, doing things that they didn't think they could do. Yeah, what a lovely, I mean, this is so needed in the world because so many people get to these, you know, older years (laughs) and, yeah, they lose that ability, don't they? But before we dive into what you're currently doing with your clients, what Bought you. Let's let's talk about your journey. How did you get to be teaching these uh, people over sixty? And might I add, you are a inspiration to me because you are. How old are you at the moment, Barbara? Do you want to share? <laughs> I'm, I'm almost seventy six. Yeah, seventy six. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, she Barbara is an inspiration to me because she still moves really well. She teaches movement. It's something that um, I aspire to do in when I'm in my seventies. There's no slowing down, is there, Barbara? Well, I was plan. I've been planning for a long time to uh, teach until I'm ninety five and then slow down for a year, you know, kind of take it easy. Oh, so there's still a few years in you yet, 19 years? That's been my plan for about 40 years, seriously. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. I don't know, but I love moving. I really do. I love moving. So whether I'm teaching or just doing that kind of thing myself, it's very important to me. Yeah. So when did this movement obsession start with you, Barbara? Well, you know, there wasn't much uh, offered in my community. But uh, actually, I probably started about 15. I found a yoga book, Richard Hedelman's something like 60 days, 30 days of yoga um, at the grocery store. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I bought it and I started teaching myself yoga like way back then. And, yeah. and, and there just there, there just wasn't anything available. So uh, I didn't actually start dance until I was 26. And I a late bloomer, huh? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to start, you know, five, six, seven, eight. But I mean, it it it's what I love doing, and it, very short, shortly after that, it's like, yeah, this is where I'm going. Yeah. yeah. So when you started, what 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 did you do? Did you go to a a d- degree, a university? Um, or did you just start classes? How did how did you start at 26? Well, actually, I moved to Chicago, and I met a woman who was uh, just starting a modern dance class. I had no idea what modern dance was. But I went to her class, and it was like, I love this. Yeah. And uh, she was working with a company in Chicago, so I went to their class. Mm-hmm. And their classes, I kind of became just, I was there all the time. And um, they didn't really have beginner classes. They had company classes. But dance companies always need money. So yeah. they let me come. I started in their company class. Wow. And, uh, just yeah. straight, for the, straight for the big classes. I no basic no, for me. No Sorry. Idea what I was doing. None. But I, I really didn't care. I was just there all the time. Uh, and uh, then from there, I went on to, after a period of time, I went on to George Washington University, where I got a master's degree in dance and also taught there for a while. Wow. And so when you went for the degree, were you with all the younger dancers, the 18, 19, 20-year-olds, while you were studying? Um, the, well, actually, so I was only about 28 at that right. point, 29, something like that. So, no, there wasn't a huge age difference. I mean, it it pretty much fit in. The amazing thing was that they thought I could teach their students. That was, (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) But I needed the assistantship, so I started teaching right away. Awesome. Wow. (laughs) Only a few years into your dance uh, career. Totally, totally. But it was a great experience, and... uh, it, it was it was a blessing. I'm really glad that I went there and finished that degree and um, yeah. and then went on, you know, went on to use dance and movement in all kinds of ways. Mm. So what was next for you? So you've done it. You had done a bit of yoga out of the yoga book. You've done some dance. Right. right. Actually, before leaving Chicago, I taught my first yoga class and right. I was uh, working in the mental health field. And mm-hmm. so I taught it uh, to an inpatient group, uh, and uh, that was that was a unique experience. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, but but it was like it, this is really good. I mean, people mm-hmm. needed movement. Some of them did not have the attention span uh, to like they do one pose and leave, and then mm-hmm. come back ten minutes later and do another pose. But uh, but they were getting something out of it. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was real fun for me to teach. So that was my first yoga class that I taught. And mm-hmm. when I started studying with the, the company, um, I started studying Tai Chi. I just started studying whatever I could. Ballet, I'd never done, really hadn't 
done ballet, uh, lots of modern dance. And so then when I got to George Washington, I, they wanted me to teach Tai Chi because so I taught wow. Tai Chi and, and yeah, so opportunities came along. <laughs> Fantastic. Actually, and then I moved to Boulder and I spent about five years in Boulder te teaching dance. Uh, by then I was teaching modern dance because I began to know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> had some idea. Yeah, <laughs> A little bit ahead of the students. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it just kind of became my life for a while, um, mm -hmm. about 10 or 15 years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah, back to the story with the um, your first yoga classes. Now we know how how beneficial movement is, and you know there's lots of studies done on yoga and mindfulness uh, in in mental health areas. So you were kind of like a pioneer for that back then. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it very much. I really yeah. did. Fantastic. So. 10 to 15 years dance and whatever other movement you could uh, get into in your body. <laughs> well, when did you um, come across the Feldenkrais method? Well, uh, what happened was when I was about 26, I was um, dancing in a studio in Chicago in the middle of winter with no heat. Uh, and so we did a very active class and then we sat down on the floor to kind of cool down and the teacher opened a window right behind my back. And that night my back went into, my back muscles went into huge spasm. And that was kind of the beginning of about seven years of very, at times, very, very bad and reoccurring, uh, back pain. Mm. And uh, tried, a, you know, tried a lot of, they had a year of, a lot of people have experienced this. This yes, kind of so a year or two of sciatic pain and uh, backs that would just go into spasm. And actually, mm. when I was in graduate school, one doctor said we could put Harrington rods up your spine. And wow. I thought, you know, that, no, we're not going there. That's a no. really bad idea in the middle of my master's degree. You know, no, mm. we're not doing that. But then mm. along the way, I ran into someone who taught me uh, this gentle, 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 tiny little movement, tailbone movement. I just lied on my back with my knees bent and, and tilted the tip of my tail to the ceiling almost effortless and i did that for two or three months because i would have done almost anything that helped because it was just very painful um and gradually over that time period i changed that pattern of uh, hyperextension in the lower back that was causing that amount of tension in the lower back i reestablished movement i started to stand differently and actually, after all of that, I never have had a back problem since I was like 34 or something. Amazing. Um, yeah. So, so I know what movement can do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's not just simple movement. I know the movement you're talking about, uh, you're laying on the floor, your knees are in standing, and you're simply tilting the pelvis um, so that the lower back flattens to the floor. Right. The right, right, right. And, and that's, that's it. 
amazing yeah. that just such a simple movement after years of pain can change that. Yeah. And that's what yeah. I think a lot of people just do not understand about movement. They think they've got their, these injuries and they keep reoccurring. Oh, it's going to take me some time, lots of money, lots of, you know, to heal Probably themselves. surgery, you know. Yeah. yeah. All they have that, that all yeah. running in their head and yet a simple movement soft gentle one movement can change tiny, it tiny movement that after after you sensitize yourself to it you realize that that's affecting it's moving through your whole spine and and it's it's luscious if you've had a lot of pain it's luscious i love it i love it yeah. yes if you are listening and you have some kind of pain, this is the first time you've come across this conversation around somatic movement, Feldenkrais, I encourage you to come do find a class or find a practitioner and, and heal yourself. Mm. So, I mean, that didn't, so that helped you. What then make, got you to make the decision to actually become a practitioner? Well, by then I had probably been doing dance for hours and hours and hours and hours a day. And I was actually getting kind of bored with just doing steps. And uh, I wanted to experience the movement more internally. And mm -hmm. that was like kind of, I, I found the Feldenkrais work actually from a woman who was in the training a couple of years ahead of me. And I told her, I just want to do slow, gentle movement that allows me to, to really feel my body. And she said, go to this training. Starts in two weeks. And, uh, <laughs> and I applied and I went. <laughs> and, I love action takers. I love it when you just decide, yep, that's what I want to do. You find it and you go and do it. There's no you like gotta hesitation. Try, you know? Yeah, you got to try. Or at yes. least I felt like I did. And, um, you know, I love the work. I love the Feldenkrais work. Mm -hmm. And let me just say uh, to those listening, if you don't know what the training is, it's not a weekend course, is it, Barbara? It's not no. a, like, two-week course. It's a four-year and like, intensive training. So to make that decision in two weeks, <laughs> to decide to change your life over the next four years, wow. Well, it worked out, it worked out very well. So I have a great appreciation for awareness-based movement. Mm. And so that was around, how old were you around when you did the training? I uh, was probably about, I probably did that from about 35 to maybe 36 to 40, something like that. I finished yeah. that training. Yeah. 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 So you've got, so then you had a, you know, years of dance, yoga training, and now Feldenkrais. What an amazing experience and career in, in moving. And so after the Feldenkrais training, did you start teaching straight away? Well, I started, I already had, um, I also had an aerobics business at that point. So uh, I kind of transitioned into teaching yoga and then into teaching Feldenkrais. Probably uh, after the first two years of the training, I was teaching Feldenkrais. And then two years later, started doing the hands-on work. So 
I've been doing that for like 35 years or something for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So those people that don't know, after two years at the Feldenkrais training, you are qualified to teach group classes. So yeah, fantastic. And what sort of uh, people do you, have you, have you, has your audience and customers, students changed over that time? So, you know, I don't think so, really. I mean, people kind of have found me by word of mouth uh, mm-hmm. over, over the years or somebody brings somebody or uh, I used to give free classes through a community and people would wander into the class and they would go, they, were, they didn't understand what it was, you know, like lying on the floor doing very slow, gentle movement, but they always felt better. They always felt so much better. So many just stuck and it built and it it built and it built. Um, Let's see. And as you know, once you're working with individuals, I mean, I worked with MS, cerebral palsy, uh, birth, birth things, little infants almost. Um, Just everything in life has a movement aspect. Yes. We don't think about it, but it does. I mean, any problem and some of the problems like headaches and neck pain and stiff shoulders. So, but, but also just um, actually what happened to me was a doctor in, I was in Kansas city. I am in Kansas city. I'm much more stable now. I can't run away and go off and <laughs> on a, you know, I can't do that anymore. But uh, a doctor asked me if I'd be, if I'd come into his practice. And, and I said, well, I'm just finishing my training and I don't feel very assured that I know what I'm doing. He says, oh, you're Feldenkrais trained. I'll just give you all my neurological cases. You'll be fine. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. And, and so it's like I walked right into a place where he's like literally sending me workman's comp, everything strokes, workman's compensation, you know, everything. And um, so I got a lot of experience. Mm, mm, Amazing. Yeah, Yeah. nothing like diving into the deep end and seeing if you can swim, (laughs) (laughs) which it sounds like you did. That's amazing. Yeah, for especially for a doctor to to realise the the potency of the Feldenkrais method. It was and be very unusual at that time, very, mm-hmm. very un- unusual. But he had been exposed to the Feldenkrais work and he saw, he got it. He saw the importance of these slow, gentle movements in neurological conditions. And um, he knew I was doing the training and he just said, you know, come on in, I'll send you everybody. So mm. I did. <laughs> Great, great. So, you know, are there any students that are still with you from the beginning of your (laughs) teaching? There are. There are. A lot of my, so here's what happened. Uh, So I had my, I I got my own studio. I left, uh, I left the doctor's office. I got my own studio. I started teaching a lot more yoga uh, and doing the hands-on Feld- the Feldenkrais work and teaching awareness through movement. And um, a community developed, and some of those people have been with me for 26 years. 
Uh, wow. I mean, like five years would would have been a very short time. So, so we have a nice community. Um, and then COVID hit at mm. the same time that my studio flooded. And I thought, this is perfect. I'm out of here. <laughs> and I went home and set that whole thing up online. And, uh, and except for two people who didn't have computers, everybody came. So yeah, we, wow, we're, awesome. we're hanging in there as a community online. Yeah. 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 So let's talk a little bit about what you offer online. So you, do you, you teach regular classes with your community via Zoom, is that right? Um, yeah, body and soul. I teach, yeah. I teach, um, I teach to a couple of Feldenkrais classes a week. And I teach about, I don't know about it. I teach one fitness class just for old time sake. You know, we jump up and down and do weights and all that kind of thing. Awesome. And then, yeah. And then um, I also teach about seven or eight yoga classes a week. And, wow. and more and more, I am putting the Feldenkrais awareness for movement kind of principles and awareness, awareness focused um, emphasis into yoga. Because yeah. to me, what I really want to do is help people, one, love movement, and two, move better. So yeah. just try to put all that together. Yeah, fantastic. There are a lot more yoga teachers understanding the benefits of somatic movement. It's either they go find somatic practice. Uh, trainings or Feldenkrais and so this is wonderful what you're doing with Feldenkrais and yoga do you want to talk a little bit more about so if you if you are doing yoga which a lot of people do oh I, I should go to my yoga class and stretch it out um, do you want to talk a little bit about how the Feldenkrais can actually help them participate and feel better in their yoga practice well, the way I approach it, I teach a lot for beginners. I teach a lot on the floor and it's not to begin, like maybe 20, 30 minutes. And it's all uh, like feel the spine, feel the twisting, how it goes through the body. It's not about stretching. It's really about feel what's happening. Stay with your body, whether it's a big twist or a small twist, you don't push it. You relax into it. You kind of rely on gravity to do a lot of the work for you. Um, does that kind of answer the question? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah. I think um, people do have some understanding of yoga, right? They know that they go to go to the yoga class and they're going to, I guess, stretch their muscles and do these asana poses. Whereas with the Feldenkrais method and awareness through movement, what you're explaining is, is that internal connection. Right. To, I, I think, like, to me, stretching, yeah. what stretching means <clears throat> is that you're going to try to make something happen. And I think it mm. can be dangerous. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yes, yeah. I believe that too. Yeah. And so much better if you can actually see how your body can go to that place easier and easier because then you can apply it in your everyday life you don't have to stretch all the time you know it's like it becomes part of your daily life how am i standing where are my shoulders how am i breathing it's 
to me, that is the power right there. And then we stand up and we, so we've already done some twisting, some the basic functions of the spine. We've already done and kind of woken all that up in the brain and in the body. And then we'll stand and do yoga poses and do sun salutations and all the usual things. But I'm always hoping that we're doing it from a place of more attentiveness to what's happening inside. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, even the the research around stretching is, you know, we've been sold on this idea that to stretch, to pull on our muscles is something good. (laughs) When the research now states that it's actually not the the benefits that we think it has. It doesn't have those benefits. To be more in tune with how we're using ourselves and lengthening our, our muscles intelligently is where you, the place you're coming from. Is that right, Barbara? Yeah, and yeah. that and that uh, movement is a whole body experience. And mm. we've been trained to think it's just parts, you know, yeah. like if I just stretch this muscle, everything will be good. Or if I just yeah. use this muscle. And um, I, I just think that's a that's an old time thought system that um, will gradually fade away when we start to think of interconnectedness in the whole body. Yeah, I uh, think that's like- coming. You know, I think it. I mean, I think it's well on its way where we're not looking at just parts. Yeah, so it is. Hopefully. Yeah. No, I believe I believe it is. Um, it does just take a while to filter out the old paradigms to the new thought system. Um, and there are there are lots of people talking about it now. More and more people are coming to understand that, as I like to say, for a full fitness diet, you must engage the brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and I just keep telling everybody, I've told them for 30 years at least, everything is connected. You aren't <laughs> just, everything in your body is connected. Um, and that is, that's, that's coming around. It's coming around. And when you think about it, it's like, well, of course it is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this, is not, this, this is very sensible, actually. <laughs> I mean, we grew up with the song, the, right. the, yeah. right. <laughs> the toe bone is connected to the foot bone, the foot bone yeah. is connected to the leg right. bone. Right. <laughs> yeah. All connected. Yeah. Amazing. So um, is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience about um, what you're doing in your practice? Uh, I know that you've got some plans to create a course you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, I am beginning to work on a a much larger course of um, teaching yoga through awareness-based movement so that um, I can give a a brand new beginner the information and the experience through a package of classes um, aimed at anatomy, um, awareness, and how the and 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 actually awareness through movement lessons and how this pose relates to this function. I don't want to go too far afield here, but it'll be uh, if they go through it by the end, they will have their own 
at home yoga practice, and they will be competent to begin something larger if they choose to and, and do it safely with understanding. So a little bit of work on meditation and breathing and the poses and where they came from and why you have them and what's the point of doing them. Yes. So awesome. Yeah. So basically packaging up your 40 years of experience in movement yeah. into a yeah. program. So I am so excited about that. I think it's really um, valuable and a lot of people will get so much benefit from from doing your your course. So keep an eye out for Barbara's course in the future. And do you want to let people know where they can uh, subscribe to your email list and grab a little video from you? Yeah, I have a little booklet and inside the booklet is a video and, and, and the booklet is how to move well for a lifetime. And uh, my website is bodyandsoulkc.com, bodyandsoulkc.com. Right. Yeah, and, and I'll can... link in the show notes below uh, Barbara's website. And what if they want to come and stalk you on social media, Barbara? <laughs> <laughs> well, Body and Soul of Kansas City is, is on Facebook. And then uh, I think it's just under my name, Barbara Anderson, on LinkedIn. Yeah, so. and again, I'll link that below so you can people can go follow and like and comment and you know boost up I'd your. Love to, I'd love to talk to people, so yeah, definitely, yes. definitely reach out if 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 it sounds of interest to you. Yeah, and of course, people can join the Movement Online Academy, and they can connect with you directly via the say hello area there in Movement Online Academy. So. And also, if you have a question for Barbara and you think it's of benefit to a lot of people, you can actually, in the community, type at, start typing Barbara's name, tag her in the post, and she'll be able to come over and comment and um, help you with your any questions. And you'll find all her links to her website and social media inside the Academy there under your profile, which is really awesome. That's why we've got the Academy, so we can have these conversations. And... In the near future, we are looking at creating a smaller group within the community where we can have these conversations around yoga and Feldenkrais. And Barbara, I know you're you're excited to get that little group started. Yeah, Maybe by the yeah. time this podcast airs, we'll have that running. So yeah, if you're interested to know more about how the, these two can connect with each other. Did you want to share a little bit about that? Well, uh, there are there are a number of people who have similar interests in how do we apply awareness to yoga, yoga teachers and awareness for movement teachers. So yeah, we're going to come together and have a time to uh, to sit at the fireside and chat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe some break off masterclasses or something. There's some I, lots and, of yeah. I mean, and the other fun thing about that is that these people are from all over the world you know so yeah to be able to pull together in this way is just it's fascinating i think yeah that's something that's one of the benefits of the the last two years lockdown and covid i think there's been a lot more connections happening and it there's that's that's why the movement academy exists so it's a nice pocket um, of, you know, people on the same path, like-minded people, away from social media, which I know can be very distracting with the 
you know, sponsored posts and other things going on on social media. So, yeah, it's exciting times ahead. Any last uh, words for the listeners here, Barbara? Have you got a, a nice quote or? <laughs> uh, let's see if I do. Well, move like a kid again. That's what I say. And and yeah. somebody else um, kind of used to, my, my motto used to be, your body is where you live, come home. And that, I used that for so many years, and I think it's absolutely true as well. So I invite you home to your body. Ah, oh, love that. Thanks so much. Great conversation here today. And I hopefully everyone comes and joins us in the Movement Online Academy and uh, go follow Barbara because she's got some amazing stuff we didn't even get into your recent trip overseas Barbara right. <laughs> maybe we'll have another uh podcast episode all about that <laughs> or maybe we'll talk about aging and beliefs about aging because I think yeah. that, that could be a really interesting conversation as well yeah let us know uh in the movement online academy hunt us down let us know if you want to hear that uh, podcast episode Thanks so much for joining me, Barbara. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>